Happy holidays, all you beautiful free. Happy holidays. Dun, 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 dun. Happy holidays. There you go, Josh. Let yeah. it out. Hey, yeah. I'm Justin. I'm Josh. And did you know that The Grinch is the highest grossing Christmas film of all time? I thought it would be Die Hard, but that's fine. This is the Do Life Project. Cheers, buddy. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Yeah, okay. We can agree to disagree. We're going to move on from that. But yeah, so The Grinch is the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time, raking in 500 and we're going to say $513 million worldwide. That does not surprise me, as The Grinch, in my opinion, is the most relatable character that's ever existed. I think he is. I would I would totally agree with you. Yeah. Like, yeah, we can get into that in one second, but I want to ask you, when I say The Grinch is the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time, which Grinch am I talking about? Cartoon. Which one? The original? Yeah. Eh. You wrong? No. Yeah, it's the 2018 animated version. What? Crazy, right? Because I I went to Jim Carrey. I thought Jim Carrey's version would. I thought the the cartoon. Yeah, the original cartoon. When did that come out? When was the original cartoon? Uh, when was the original cartoon? So the original Grinch was released in 1966. 1966. Holy yep. shit. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, released in 1966. It was a musical short that ran 26 minutes long. Have you seen the video of little kids that are sitting behind the... the oh, dude. No. Yeah, yes, yes. There's, like, these little kids sitting behind the, the like behind the couch, and it, like, it must be their uncle dressed up as the Grinch. And he comes running in their front door, circles around the... Circles around the couch, grabs the Christmas tree, it's lit, it's decorated, and runs out the front door with the... No. It is... Fucking hilarious, dude. <laughs> it is hilarious. Sure, those children are scarred for life. Oh, yeah. I don't care. No, yeah. Hilarious. Dude. That's awesome. That is funny as funny. Yo, that funny is, is funny. fucking hilarious. That's awesome. But yeah, so we thought it'd be fun to do like an end of the year holiday wrap up kind of episode. I mean, we've got a lot going on. We have a lot to be thankful for, so we figured we would uh, we'd take this time and just just enjoy. We just kind of free flow a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So let me ask you. Okay. When we released our first episode in August. Yes. What, honestly, yeah. were your expectations? Oh, it'd been great if like one other person listened. Maybe two. Maybe two. Maybe two. I think our, I think our initial goal was 10. Yes. I think 10 was yes. the number we had felt was like, Wow. Acceptable. Yeah. No, not not acceptable. Like, wow. Wow. Yeah, that was yeah, that was accurate. Wow. Wow. We had ten. Yeah, I would say ten was was the number that we had thought. When we far surpassed that on the first episode. Yes. What what were your thoughts? What did you feel then? It's pretty blown away. But at the same time, it was it was I wasn't like super surprised. I don't know, it was weird. Like it it felt like it was like just a re it was like an affirmation that this was what we should be doing right now. I don't know. I've always gotten like, I love to be creative. And part of starting this was like, okay, well, I don't know if I really want to play in a band. Yeah. I don't think I want to film stuff. I like to play with my camera. It's fun, but I don't know if I want to do that. Why don't we do this? And it was like, yeah, no. After the first episode, like, started to do well, and all the 30-whatever since, yeah, it's been like, yeah, no, this was this is pretty dope. It's pretty dope. So, in the beginning, we had our core topics and our sip and reads. Mm-hmm. And our sip and reads have been a staple yeah. in our production and in our schedule. And I think it's cool how they've changed, too. Well, they haven't really changed a whole lot, like, they've according to what... Bit. Well, I don't think they've changed in the sense like you guys would be able to be like, oh, this is a huge difference. But for us. But for us, it, it has evolved over time. But I, th- how do we even start that? 
Well, that's what I was going to ask you. <laughs> what is what is your because our because we I want to talk about our sip and reads, and then okay. I want to talk about our transition from core topics to guests. Oh, okay. And the challenge that was 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 that was that <laughs> right, yeah. and is that it, to this yeah. day yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. But let's start with our sip and reads. What is your recollection of us starting the sip and read? I don't even know. It was like, hey, you want to you want to drink? <laughs> it was like, yeah. And I was like, well, what can we talk about? <laughs> and, it, and like, what was what was our first sip and read was a book that I brought. The first sip and read was was my book was uh, Stephen Pressfield's The uh, War of Art. And Hold it on. was. I'm gonna I'm gonna verify. No, I'm 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 like ninety nine point nine eight percent sure. The creative struggle. The War of Art. And you know what's yes. so funny about that is I brought that book because I just wanted to talk about it. I thought it was so cool. Yes. I thought it was interesting that this guy, Steve, had like really whittled down what it meant to be a creative person. And I, looking at it from the lens of a songwriter, was like, yeah, this is 100% me. Yeah. Like the resistance. And it was so cool. The resistance. Like it felt like I was in Star Wars. Like Which... So the resistance is anything that prevents you from pursuing your art, whether it be your job, whether it be the fact that you don't feel like getting out of bed, whether it's you found a great porn video you want to smack toboggan to, anything that gets in your way is the resistance. If you haven't listened to that episode, it's episode two. Episode two. Go and check it out. Wild. Also, I want to say, Rogan. Yeah, you dick. Has copied (laughs) two of our ideas. Yeah, Steve and and your your buddy, uh, your boy uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, that fuck. piece of shit. Yeah, whatever. I mean, you're cool. So, um, so, wow, that was two in a row. My my recollection of how the sip and read began mm-hmm. was, it'd be fun if we could drink. Yeah, <laughs> I believe that. That I hundred percent believe that, that is probably what was said and we were like well, we can do whatever we want we could do whatever we want but what are we going to talk about yeah yes right because yes. we had already we were already like yeah we're going to do core we're going to do a core topic we're going to talk about these core topics that that we find interesting yep what can we talk about while we while we drink oh it'd be cool if we reviewed mm. the booze that'd be cool yep well, what if we just bring up, we both like reading. Yeah. What if we just bring a book and we both like different kinds of books, which we actually, I don't think we realized until like our third sip and read. Right. Yeah, we didn't. I don't think we did because you, because you had said something that was like, you know, we only read this type of book and other people, I was like, sorry, bud. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's true. That's so nutty. This all came out of a real desire to drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, but it's been it's been interesting to see this grow into what it's become, and I think it's been fun to really I don't want to say battle with, but to figure out how we can talk about a book and still have you want to read it. Mm. Um. Because I think that in in certain reviews, and I feel I watch a lot of uh, like movie reviews. I love new rock stars on YouTube. Their film reviews and summaries and every are just fantastic. So if you like movies, you should check them out. But I know what's going to happen now. So how can you talk about something that then you want people to experience for the first time and have it still be their first time experiencing it? Yeah. So I thought it that was a, a really, delicate balance. I thought that was really interesting. Um, I think it was more challenging for some of the um, books that I brought. Like, really, I did like the Midnight Library. There is really no way to yeah. describe that book without telling you what happens throughout the book. But I, th- I feel like the emotional journey that that book takes you through, you would still experience for the first time in your own way reading it. Hundred percent. So, uh, see, I thought that it was more me robbing people of the experience because a lot of my books are one, two, three, four, five. True. But, and I thought about that too. And I would have agreed with you until I read or listened to unfuck yourself. Mm. 
So listening to Unfuck Yourself, I was like, no. No, the one, you two, can't three, four, five. In a, yes, you can't capture it in an hour. Yeah. So I say, okay, one, two, three, four, five. One, do better. Sure. That doesn't give you the fucking 72 pages that I read. That's right. It just, it's just the title. Synopsis. Yeah. So I thought that was very interesting, and I think it's interesting that we thought about it differently. It's hard to do justice to a book and still try and create the allure so people have the attraction to go and read it themselves. Yes. But one thing I did start to think about after the fact was that all of our episodes, I don't think any of them are like really longer than an hour. No. I can't explain to you a book like that in an hour. No. And we don't even talk about it for an hour. We talk about it for maybe 30 minutes. We yeah, do the, the reviews front and back. Yeah. So. Which are probably five to 10 minutes a piece. Exactly. So yeah. I, I don't think that I was concerned initially. Well, you were concerned about a lot of things initially. I'm concerned about everything all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I remember was, yeah. our first conversation, you were like, how are we going to get guests? Yep. What are we going to do? Which is if, so interesting. What are we so, going to do if we don't have the guests? Which is so interesting. So let's let's shift to the uh, the core topics, which have now become very guest-centric, which I think are going to go back to being yeah. core topics. For now, a while. But for a little while. You were very insistent upon the guests. Yes. I thought that was very interesting. Yes. So, why? How come you were so insistent on guests? And then I can give you my perception on that. My initial vision of the podcast is wildly different than what it's become. Yes, it was. Is. <laughs> and I'm very happy with where it is. Well, that's good. I so, what was, what, was your initial, what was your initial view? Let, my let's initial, give the people the view. My initial thought process on the podcast was a long forum as minimal edited as possible interview style podcast. So essentially like like a Rogan, like, like a Rogan, a, like a, like a uh, Jocko Willink, like Lex a Friedman. Lex Friedman, like an Andy Stump, like, like yep. uh yep. yeah, all those. Okay. Yes, exactly. And out of curiosity, what shifted your perception on that? Because you could have you I mean Let's let's be honest. This was really your idea. You just didn't know it was your idea. It was our idea. It was our idea, but you had really started it. And it was because I texted you and was like, what the fuck are you doing <laughs> with your Instagram? <laughs> like, why are you posting so much shit? What's up? Why do you have so many followers? Fucking I think weirdo. that was literally what I wrote. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, are you planning to do like, what are you doing? What is the point? Like, are yes. you trying to start like a YouTube channel? But I wasn't like, That's being, I wasn't being a dick first. about it. No, no, no. It no, was not like, at all. Are you trying to start like a YouTube channel? Because I, because we both like Nick Bear. We both, yes. we both like a lot of the same stuff. Yes. And I was like, I think you could really do something with this. I think there's a market for it. Yes. And I know how to help you. And then we didn't really talk about it again. And then it was like, why don't you do a podcast? <laughs> I was like, why don't we? Yeah. But I thought. Well, no. No? No. No. No, 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 no. Revisionist no. history on my part. No. I, I feel like we talked. You brought up the YouTube channel and I said video editing takes a shitload of time. Yes. It's hard. Yes. It's hard. There's production quality involved with that. That is above, I didn't say it this eloquently, but it's above my capabilities. Yes. Yes. And then I feel like a couple weeks, or maybe not even a couple weeks, but a week later, a couple days later, I was like, a podcast could be cool. Yes. Yeah. Then, it was It was pretty quick, you but, know. But here's what you don't know. Oh. I didn't want to do it a lot. Oh. I didn't want to do it a lot. And and you know what's great about this? What? Is I was like, oh, I hope I didn't fucking like step into something that I wasn't supposed to. No. <laughs> no. I was like, I don't want to do this alone. I wonder if I can coax Justin into this. That's so wild. <laughs> and you said, anything I can do to help, let yeah. me know. Hell and I was yeah. like, I'll tell you how you fucking help. <laughs> so I can tell you how you can help. Let's do you it together. You can do this fucking shit with me, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. That's wild. No, because I genuinely thought, and it was funny because I had a conversation with somebody else. Well, something different that was like, are you asking me to help you? Or are you just like asking me in terms of like, you just need an opinion? Yeah. Like what, what's the deal? What are you asking? 
Yeah. With you, I didn't have that thought. I was like, I can fucking help you with this. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm yeah, gonna, we're doing I mean, you know what? I'm gonna do it with you. Yeah. You don't I have to like, say. I, and I was like, <laughs> I'm ordering the equipment now. And that is exactly what happened. Yes. And here we are. And here we are. Crazy. So my initial thought process was long forum interview style fucking minimally edited conversations. Yes. Did you get any of that? Well, you did get the minimally edited. Minimally edited, yep. which I think is wildly important. Yep. Because that provides a very authentic experience to the listener, I think. Oh, I would agree 100%. And does that mean that I don't edit anything? No. No. No, I'm not no. going to lie to you. No. No. But no. It, it is... What you've sent me an episode, and I have sent you, I've texted you back. We need to cut 20 minutes. We need to cut the last 20 minutes out of that episode. Yes. And you're like, I thought so too, but it, okay. It, I would say, but what you guys hear, I can genuinely say, and I am the one that does the editing, aside from what Josh will text me and say, get rid of. You've lost nothing. You've lost, you've lost like really dumb jokes and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Or like just stupid fucking conversations that have no value. Yeah. Like, right? so I, I would, I, do we edit this podcast? Yes. Yeah. But to say that we edit it in terms of like changing narrative and things like that, that's a, no. If we record an hour and 10 minutes, I would say we edit, you edit 10 minutes, 15 minutes out of it. Yeah. I would say that's pretty pretty much the average and a lot of what's being edited is like moving out dead space like we do or we we are humans we need to pee like you go to the bathroom or we need a drink you go get a drink yeah like the sip and reads are a great example yeah when we're going and making our second drink for the second review mm-hmm. we'll sit at the bar and we'll shoot we'll the talk shit for, we'll figure out if there's anything else we need to say yeah if there's any other points like and then we'll come back and that's usually five to ten minutes yep and that's but, really all that gets edited. But the narrative, all the same. I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The narrative stays. So the little fuck-ups that we have, mispronouncing things. Yeah. <laughs> all that shit generally stays in there. Oh, yeah. yeah which when, I like. Me too. Because when I'm listening to a podcast, I want to know that you're a human. Yeah, and I think that we're fucking hilarious when we screw up. So yes. we, we got to leave that in. So that that is our sip and reads, but... We had a core topic conversation on Fridays that has shifted into interviews, which is going to shift back to core topics. But I want to talk about that a little bit. Okay. This is an area. This is the area that keeps me up at night mm. as a as a person. Really? I and and this is this is being this is being real honest. I have never wanted to interview a single person. That we've interviewed? Or in general? In general. In general. I never thought that the podcast needed to have anybody other than Josh and I on it. Mm. Having gone through interviews, talking to, you know, guys like Seth, talking to Juliana, talking to Cutter, my opinion has changed. Let's go. It has been eye-opening to talk to other people about their experiences and just kind of how they live their lives. Because it's so interesting. Because it's like, I never would have thought of that. Or I never would have envisioned that, you know, one plus one could equal a ferret in a bowl of jello. But you did, and here we are. It's fascinating. It's fascinating to talk to different people. You and I are very different. Yeah. But... We've been friends for so long that it's not, we're not really different anymore. I don't know if that makes sense, but we're the same but different. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not I gonna. think it's, I actually think it's more that we're so accepting of each other's yes. Yeah. It's thoughts like it, and perceptions. So we're like, nah. Whatever. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good on I, you. I think you might be wrong. But, yeah. But, but I love you. Carry so. on. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that was really interesting to me. Um, I think that behind the scenes, the guest aspect has been interesting, but it's been fun. So what I'll say is, and what people would not know, is that for the guests, I'm generally the one that prepares the outline of the episode. Mm -hmm. So Justin and I have done a really good job, I feel like, of 
organically disseminating say, responsibility. Very naturally happened. It is. We've never talked about it. Nope. We. I handle the social media. Yep. I handle the the guests, getting guests on, the outline of what are we gonna say? Josh is front of the house, I'm back of the house. That's a really good way. Yeah, yeah. That's that yes. Yes, exactly. If you're thinking about it from a restaurant, yep. that's exactly right. Right? Yep. Justin handles all of the editing. He makes sure that we doesn't sound like fucking morons. He handles all of the the, the technical side of things. Gets and it I, up. We upload it and yes, everything like yes, that. Yes, exactly, all. right? Where Josh is the he's the he's the hype man. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm so, so not. So what I have found from our interviews is my I get wildly fucking anxious about our interviews. And and it's because I'm nervous that my questions suck or the outline blows or I'm worried that the guest not not to their detriment, but the guest isn't going to provide the value that we're looking to provide. So I send the questions to Justin usually the day, two days before to make sure that we're good to go. I send the questions to the guest the day before generally to see if they need to add or take away anything. And each time I've been pleasantly surprised, but each time I've been wildly fucking anxious that it's going to suck. Which is so interesting to me because I've never gotten that vibe. I've never gotten that vibe, which is so funny because when I'm editing something or if something goes wrong, I'm the first one to text Josh and be like, I'm so fucking like, I don't know what to do about this, but I'll never, but, but I won't be like, I'm nervous about it. I'll just be like, I don't know I what can the fuck. I can fix it. I can fix it. I don't know it. what to do. I just don't know how to fix it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. But I'm going to fix. fix it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just interesting because when, again, you book interviews or you send me the questions or anything, it's never like, oh, I don't know. Let me know what you think. I'll be like, I'll read through them and go, these are great. And you go, all right, awesome. Or no, you go, gang, gang. Gang, gang. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, I, and then we show up and we do the interview and it's great. Every, literally every person we have interviewed has been awesome. Yes. And interesting. Yeah. Yes. And after I turn and off. And we've the, gotten compliments. Well, they've been so nice. They've been so great. Yes. But And after I turn off the record button, after we get rid of whoever the guest is, whatever, we'll go to the bar and he'll look at me and go. I was pretty nervous. I'll be like, what? Like, yeah, I was stressed. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. It's like, no, I thought my questions suck. I thought they were going to be no good. And it's like, I'd never got that vibe. <laughs> yeah. So there have been, there have been a couple of guests yeah. where in my mind, I was like, they're interesting. It's yeah. a conversation that I would find interesting, mm -hmm. which I feel like our demographic would find interesting. And then you asked a very relevant question. Go me. Because, yeah, go you. Because there are some people who, now that the podcast is a little more known, there mm -hmm. are people who ask to be on. Yeah. Right? Yep. And, and I'll come to Justin and I'll say, I don't think that this would be a great fit. Mm-hmm. And your question was, what value do they bring to the audience? Yeah. What value are they going to add? And there's been a couple of guests where I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what value they're going to add. But then we've gone through the conversation. And there is value that gets taken out of the conversation. I think that's interesting. Is you, you don't know what you don't know. So I think that goes to a broader subject of just you. And again, we, we, I was going to say preach. We talk about a lot of different things, but talk to as many different people as you can. Get as many different perspectives as you can. Even if you don't like what they have to say, that's fine. Be, be, be civil. Obviously don't be an asshole, but like if you don't agree or that's just as valuable if you sure. do agree because it's it, it i gotta say that talking to everybody that we've talked to even our friends that have been on here and you've had a couple different friends that have come on we've had friends that have come on it we have a four-hour episode that we never released <laughs> we do yeah yes. it, it's just so it's just so interesting because it's like 
we all see the same thing, but we don't see the same fucking thing. We don't interpret it the same. Yes. It, yeah. It's like, it's just really cool. And again, have we talked to people that I don't agree with everything they say? I would say every person we've talked to, I don't agree with everything they say. Yeah. It, it's well, just, we don't agree with everything each other says. And that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to get to. Like, yeah. Again, and Josh and I have very different views on things, but that's fine. Well, it's healthy. It's good. It's better than fine. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's it's like, again, you you can get so bogged down in you that you don't see everything else. And wanting to be in that echo chamber. Yeah, so I think in going back to talking about the episodes and the Friday um, core topics, which are now interviews, which are going to go back, it's like, I was a 100% against guests. I was 100%, 100% against? Yep. Against? 100%. Wow. I didn't know that. Yep. And you didn't know that, but obviously some part of me subconsciously knew you were right or thought that, hey, we should try this. There's a value. There's a value here to at yeah. least give it a whirl. I'm happy to say I was wrong. I'm, I'm happy to say that the guest episodes have been, if nothing else, super interesting to me. Yes. And there you go. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's a guest that we've had on that we haven't learned something from. There hasn't been. I can, I can, no. Yeah. Yes. So dope. Yes. But, but you referenced an episode that was never released. Yes, I did. What I thought was interesting about that conversation was one of our best friends grew up as a Jehovah's Witness and didn't celebrate holidays. And we had a really, really interesting conversation around Christmas and Santa. Today, I went to my parents' house and was talking to my mom, and she asked me how I would reply to my son if, I, if he were to ask me about Santa and Christmas and everything like that. I thought it was pretty kismet. And the fact that the holidays are here. I'm sorry. You thought it was what? I thought it was pretty kismet. What the fuck does that word mean? So, Josh, kismet is essentially just meaning like destiny, fate. This was meant to happen. Oh, okay. All right. So I thought it was cool that she asked me that. And I figured, hey, because this is a holiday episode, what do you think about Santa? Because when my mom asked me, I was like, well, I haven't really thought about it. Um, I would imagine that I would do the same thing that you did and ask him what he thinks. What do you think happens? Do you think he really comes down our chimney? We don't have a chimney. We don't have a chimney. Like, what do you, what do you believe? And then I would encourage him based on what he says that good, good on you. Because my mom was like growing up as a child, my parents always said that Santa was real. And when I found out that he wasn't, I was pissed. Like, you lied to me. You lied to me about this. This was you all along. That was Nick's big thing. That was Nick's big thing, too. And when I thought that was interesting, because thinking back, whenever I would ask about Santa or anything like that, my mom would always ask me what I thought. Well, what do you think? And my response was, I think it's fucking creepy that this man comes in my house. <laughs> because it is but it was never like i don't know it was just so interesting so josh what do you think about santa chris so, kringle mr chris kringle so what i'll say is my mother did lie to me mm. but i didn't Hold, I don't know. I didn't have that. The, there was a level of animosity. Okay. Okay. That I just don't hold for it. Because I think there's a difference between malicious lying and a lie like Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny. Not a white the lie? Tooth Fairy. Well, it just enhances your childhood. Okay. Uh, I think, right? Yeah. Now... I feel like where the real crucible happens is at the point where an individual realizes that these things don't exist. Okay. All right. And I feel like then 
it is your responsibility to explain that it is the essence of Santa Claus. It's not that he is a human being. It's that it's a spirit that embodies giving. 100%. And love. So what's so funny is that when I found out that Santa, oh, I actually asked if Santa was real or not. The response was, don't ruin the experience for your brother. Your little brother. Yeah. Yes. And that and that's all it was. Yes. Hey, you know what? Yeah, you're right. But don't ruin the experience for your little brother. Like, and it, it wasn't like, don't, it was just let him enjoy it. But if he were to ask, which he did, you got the same answer. Well, here's the deal. You never want to be the first kid that knows mm. that Santa Claus isn't real because that kid's an asshole. That kid is an asshole. You never want to be the last kid that realizes that Santa isn't real because that kid's a fucking weirdo. That kid is a weirdo. The first kid, kid that told me, Timmy, fuck you. <laughs> that's a Joe Rogan bit, oh. by the way. <laughs> I didn't know that, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Timmy, it's your fault. This is my cousin Heidi. Heidi. She got mad at me. Asshole. She got mad at me when I was like eight. <laughs> she was like, yeah? <laughs> yeah? You fucking idiot? Well, Santa's not real, bitch boy. (laughs) (laughs) Santa's not real, bitch boy. And I went up to my mom and I was like, Santa's not real. Yeah. Good times. So. Would you like to know a little history about Santa? I would. I would. So the Santa that we know today was born in 1900. You're not that old. His DNA traces all the way back to the original Greek St. Nick of Myra, which is 270 to 200, uh, 343 A.D., also known as Nicholas the Wonder Worker. His gift-giving ancestor was the patron saint of children and sailors. This information was discovered in the 1930s during the Great Depression. Sounds like kind of a badass. He was real. Hold on. Let's give you a little bit of history on Christmas. All right, let's hear it. In 1900, Christmas was very different than it is today. Sadly, 122 years ago, there were no presents under the Christmas tree. There were no credit cards, no shopping centers, or even toy shops. Christmas was a holy day when families ate meals and gathered in large groups. Children only received a penny or maybe a piece of fruit, and that's if they were good. Penny or a piece of fruit. How fucking wildly different is that from today? Oh, it's leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds. Why is it that we feel... Okay, Christmas has divulged from a holiday of... Love and being together and a feast to I have to get 37 gifts for everybody. It's brutal. Why? Brutal. Why? It's so interesting, too, because it it is billed as like this, you know, bringing family together and just being grateful for what you have and all this shit. But yet we're so we're so like conditioned to to spend beyond things. our needs. Yes. And I, I would say that most people do spend beyond their need their means. When I was when I was advising. Yep. Um for those of you that don't know, I was a I was a financial advisor for some time. When I was advising, I would have people who would want me to build into their budget and cash flow an extra like Six thousand dollars for Christmas. It's wild. What the fuck? Corporate corporate took over Christmas. I feel like it's it's gone beyond like what Christmas was supposed to be. I feel like Christmas back in the day was what Thanksgiving is now. I know that sounds silly, but like, I don't. I I I feel like Thanksgiving has divulged as well. Really? Yes, dude. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. How come? 
people don't get together in the same manner that they did even even 30 years ago. This is going to go beyond St. Nick now. Do we feel that all holidays have devolved? Yes. Okay. Yes. I just want to clarify. Yes. Yes. I, I feel like I would when, agree. I, when I was a kid, Thanksgiving was like, it didn't matter what was going on. You all got together. We're going to eat together. And if you, you know, if your aunt and uncle were having a Thanksgiving, but you guys were having a different one because somebody come over for dessert or we're yeah. going to go over for dessert or coffee or a yep. drink or whatever yep. afterwards. Yep. We'll see you. Dude, we'll see you. We'll see you on Thanksgiving. Yes. That's a very good point. I don't feel like that happens anymore. No, that's a really good point. And I feel like it is it is the loss of simplicity in life. You start to value things above the people and family that you have. I think that's fair. I was going to ask you, so I know that your family and your wife's family is not necessarily like immediately right here. I live 15 minutes from my parents. I live 14 minutes from my in-laws. Yeah. My family is right here. Yeah. Do you think that because we have started to move and not just move like down the street, but move state to state or even country to country, do you think that's made an impact on that though? Definitely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I know that's not what you were talking about, but no, I was just curious. That's, that is absolutely the truth like if you think back to let's say the 1800s yeah right thanksgiving was around in the 1800s mm -hmm. your family was all together sure and you didn't have a whole fucking lot you probably didn't have this awesome turkey and mashed potatoes and stuffing and and green beans and and olives and pickles. And I'm so fucking hungry. Will you pumpkin stop? pie <laughs> and fucking all this stuff. I mean, green beans and olives. But what you did have was all of the people that you care about sitting around a table eating together. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's interesting now that it's just... I don't know. It's just so different. It just feels different. It feels different. It feels different. I remember when I was a kid, Thanksgiving and Christmas was like it's a highlight, dude. It was and it and it. When I was a kid, was I super excited about presents and what Santa gonna bring? Yes, absolutely. What I equally looked forward to was hanging out with my cousins. Yeah, and seeing my aunts and uncles and yep. and, and 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 having. Having that level of family intimacy. 100%. Where we're all in the same house and we're laughing and my aunts and uncles are laughing and my mom. And it went, it went beyond the presence or, or the food or it was all of us being together. And, the, and some of my best memories and some of the memories that me and my cousins, my cousins are in their 40s. Some of the things that we still talk about and laugh about are from those holidays. Halloween. Halloween. Even Halloween, dude. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I feel like it has lost its veneer. What is your favorite holiday moment? Or what is your moment from a holiday that you remember the most? The, the memory that I have is not like my favorite memory. I don't know why I remember it. It was the fact that I got a PlayStation for Christmas. I wanted to call my best friend at the time. His name was Chris. It was like eight in the morning. I needed to call him that I got a PlayStation. <laughs> and my mom was like, okay, but you can call him. But the f you need to say Merry Christmas before you say, guess what I got? That was a millennia ago. Yeah. And it still sticks in my head. Like, that's probably... Right there after the memory of my son last Christmas where he walked out and was like, holy shit, <laughs> yeah. this is cool. Yeah. Why do I remember that? Why do... <laughs> why? So I have two very distinct holiday memories. Okay. One, I'll start younger to older. One 
is when I was maybe four or five, maybe six. Little baby. Me and my mom lived in an apartment on the third floor of this uh, triple-decker in Central Falls. Okay. And my aunt and uncle and my cousins lived on the second floor, and then my aunt and uncle lived on the first floor. So it was a, our whole family was in this triple-decker. And um, I got a Sega Genesis. Nice! What I didn't know at the time was my mom saved up for like a whole year to be able, uh-huh. to, to, be able to buy the Sega Genesis. I didn't know that at, right. you know, whatever, five. And I was like, I thought I saw Santa... That year, dude, it was like the years prior were kind of tough. It was sort of a Charlie Brown sure. Christmas tree and stuff. And my mom had gotten a new job, and we had a big Christmas tree, and there were presents, and the Sega was like the Icing big thing. The cake. Yeah, it was like holy shit. And then when I was fifteen or sixteen, I had left. I had moved out of my mom's house, but I would. Once a year, I would come back and be there for Christmas for my little sister, who's 10, 11 years younger than I am. And I can't remember if I was 15 or 16, but I came back and she slept in uh, bed with me. And at like four in the morning, you know, she got up. So I was, you know, I got up because I was excited with her to watch her open her stuff. And she's, you know, big eyes, big brown eyes. You think I should go? You think I should go wake up mom and dad? You know? And I'm like, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I think they might be mad. And I'm like, yeah, maybe let's let's wait. Let's wait like 30 minutes. All yeah. right. All right. Will you let me know? Will you let me know? And I'm like, yeah. That's so adorable. I, so, I th- you know, and watching her open up her presents and like, be there for her and the excitement that I saw in her was awesome. It was like better than me getting my Sega. I was about to ask you that. So again, I mean, it, I would imagine it will be different when you have a child, if you decide to have a child. But it was, I think as close as you can get. I was about to say, I mean, I would imagine it's on the same level as that where it's this beautiful, like it's just, you're happy for the excitement. It doesn't matter that it's, a holiday it doesn't know it's irrelevant no it's how but it's the excitement is the enjoyment it's the love she was it's the yes. love of it's like a love of life yes yes it's like this energy that yes it, it's so cool and I, again i experienced it with my son and even now like we're past christmas now but even seeing my son now it's like it's so cool it, it's it's like I bet, it, dude. it's a different it's a whole different feeling well you are santa claus you are santa and that's so interesting because my wife and I the other day actually talked about this. So he's three. So we're at the age that this is probably the last Christmas that he will have no real correlation to Santa versus mom and dad versus Grammy and Papa versus Parpar and Grandma Mar. Sure, everybody's Santa right everybody's now. Everybody's the same. I'm just getting gifts. It's cool. Yeah. She was like, what do we want to do with... The Santa gifts versus the mom and dad gifts. It's a good question. I was like, that is something I never would have thought of. Yeah. And it was cool. It was cool because both of us were on the same page where it's like, okay, well, if he's like, I want a PlayStation. Again, he's three. He doesn't want a PlayStation. That comes from mom and dad. That comes from mom and dad. Yeah. It doesn't come from Santa. Because if he goes to school, it's like, well, Santa got me this. And, and Santa loves you more than he loves me. That's bullshit. Yeah. That's so shitty. Yes. Yes. I, I'm not, I can't, I can't. No, I'm the not socks and underwear come from Santa. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, so it was interesting to talk about that. But Maybe the stocking. Right. Right. Yeah. But seeing his enjoyment just to take down, like we have a, a um, you know, the wreaths, not the wreaths, you know, the things you used to make where you'd cut uh, construction paper and staple them together and you make like this circular, like, garland kind of deal but sure not garland yeah i don't know it's pieces of paper that essentially tells you how long it is until christmas he's like fucking over the moon about it yeah it isn't even a gift yeah it's just so cool i wish we could get past the the santa i wish we could get past santa 
I think we're so beyond Santa. But that's a part of it, though. Why? Let me ask you it's, why. It's it because it's it is a thing that is magical. It's a thing that is he is a person that is beyond the normal constraints of thinking, and I think that that makes it enticing. Listen, we're on a fucking rock flying through the fucking. Yeah, but Endlessness kids, can't, of space. kids can't understand that. No, I agree. And I, I do th- I, I would 100% agree with you on that. That for for kids, the idea of it's just, it is it is the it is the thought that anything is possible. Beautiful. How does this guy get around the entire planet and deliver presents to every kid in, in the world one night? In one night. Which is really like 48 hours. But it is the magical I think that that is the beautiful thing about it is it's it's not the present. No. Or is walking out to your living room on on Christmas morning and seeing all those presents as a little kid you're like, "Oh my fucking god." So exciting. The the possibilities are endless. Mm. Right? Yeah. The no, possibilities are endless. Which it's not that so I know cool. what I. It's not that I know what I got. It's the fact that I don't know. Yeah. Yes. The unknown. Yes. Yeah, we're all so afraid. Yes. Except yes. Christmas. Isn't except that the, weird? Except at Christmas. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That as a kid we're like the unknown's fucking amazing. As an adult so we're like cool. fuck that <laughs> yeah, noise. Yeah. yeah. Give me what I know. Yeah. Even if it's pain and chaos. Yep. I want that. Ah, oh, the holidays. You want a little more about Chris Kringle? I do. Let's hear about him. What was Chris Kringle like as a little boy? He's probably an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Given how he grew up to be the most giving person on the fucking planet. Yeah. He wanted to change Christmas forever. Oh. Family and friends received gifts if they were nice and treated others with respect. What, did he fucking write this himself? <laughs> <laughs> His parents taught him it's better to give than to receive. Eh. So he delivered the first present in history to his big brother without anyone knowing. It was Chris Kringle's secret for years. What most people don't remember is that Manhattan was originally called New Amsterdam until 1665. Really? That's crazy. I'm going off of the Goog machine. Yeah, no, I mean... (laughs) I think so. Wow. Santa's dad, Luke, found his early map of the Dutch fort. Initially, this area was protected by a north row of wooden posts, which is still known as Wall Street. That's crazy, but I just want to point out that Santa's dad's name was Luke. <laughs> yeah. Fucking lazy. Lazy naming. If you see the north-south running road, that's Broadway and still exists today. That's pretty crazy. Most adults don't know Santa has an older brother. Craig. His adopted best friend, Wally. <laughs> He's been kept a secret for years and for good reason. Yeah, because his name is Wally. Ask yourself, why would Chris Kringle, one of the nicest boys in the world, keep his big brother a mystery? Because he's on the naughty list. <laughs> the answer has been in plain sight all along. And their story will amaze you. Will it? Chris and Wally want everyone to understand their message of world peace. Okay. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter what religion you believe in. It doesn't matter the color of your hair, the shade of your skin, or the color of your eyes. Eyes are brown. They just want us all to love each other and be nice. Okay. I feel like that's pretty all-encompassing. 
You know what, Chris Kringle? <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you and Wally. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you both. <laughs> Mrs. Claus, though. She cool. She get it. Yeah. Yeah, she get it. How did Santa deliver all those presents in one night? Ah, uh, he's 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 understood like quantum mechanics. After World War Two. This is very specific. <laughs> <laughs> Santa divided the globe up into eight drop zones. <laughs> this is where he hides Christmas presents in secret locations. Deliveries start in Russia and end in Hawaii and Alaska. I feel like this should be a conspiracy episode. It takes approximately 24 hours, including the rotation of the earth, to complete his yearly mission. Get the fuck out. We just talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> It's simple process, similar to what FedEx uses, where gifts absolutely positively have to be there overnight. Santa and his company have used this drop zone theory since 1955 with the increase of children during the baby boom. Yeah, I feel like they just use alien technology. Question two, where does Santa live when no one can find him? Oh, he lives on the moon. Chris Kringle's life mission is about creating equality, eliminating hate, and eventually obtaining world peace. Okay. Others in history have attempted these same objectives. Oh, they have. President Abraham Lincoln, John F. Kennedy, Dr. Martin Luther King, Jesus Christ. I feel like they've all done. And Gandhi. Okay. Get rid of Jesus Christ, but I feel like they've all done more than you have done, Chris. Probably. Keep going. Santa lives in hiding because bad people don't want him doing nice things. A certain group of men who call themselves confraters have tried to kill Santa and his family several times. What is happening? The confraters don't like children. We are devolving so and- fast. We are coming apart. Fuck you, Google. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. All right, we're here. The confraters don't like children and will stop at nothing to capture Santa and his loved ones. What is, is this gang wars? What are you, fucking West Side Story? What's happening What's here? What's happening? Then Santa. Then. But then Santa, Santa fucking gets a gat. <laughs> I was going to say he then fucking. on the black market found an AK-47 and laid worse. Pop, 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 those confraters. <laughs> Does- pop, 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 pop. Merry Christmas. Pop, 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 pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep singing, bitch. No. No. Does Santa always use the chimney? Yes. No. No, he doesn't. Short answer, No. Millions of families don't have chimneys, you like dumb us. fuck. Yeah, I don't have a chimney. I'm not dumb. I'm just slow. <laughs> Santa will use them if necessary, but always use, always likes to use the path of least resistance. <laughs> like a window. <laughs> <laughs> Good old B&E. <laughs> His job is all about speed and preparation. Yeah, it is. Little do people know how much goes into the December 25th deliveries. All right. Santa's secret, you ask? Yes. Chris and his older brother, Wally, Uh. that pedophile. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say cocaine. Wally is a... Wally... That Martian powder. (laughs) Wally is a pedophile. (laughs) That's the name. They like to tell people Santa always uses the chimney, but this isn't always the case. All right. Before we go any further down this fucking... (laughs) Rabbit hole (laughs) of goddamn teeth and barbs. I don't even know. I don't know where I was going with that. Like, I feel we've gone so far off the beaten path. Oh, no. Oh, we haven't. (laughs) We have. Have we? we? Yes. Hold on. Let's ask this last question, and then we'll bring it back in. Okay. Okay. Was Santa chubby as a boy? (laughs) (laughs) No, he he wasn't chubby. No, what he was? He was, he was he husky. He was so fit. He was husky. He <laughs> was actually running a 4-3. <laughs> Hold on. The next Usain Hold Bolt. Hold on. Hold on. Well, the original Usain Bolt, not the next. Hold on. No. As a child, Santa was a smaller than average until he grew up. He gained all his weight once he married 
Uh-huh. <laughs> that fat bitch <laughs> and moved up north like an Eskimo, which I recently found out is a derogatory term. Yeah. That's why one of my favorite bands had to change their name. I didn't know that. To Electric Cowboy. Like, what? Yeah, their name was Eskimo Cowboy. Oh and they got a ton of shit. Okay. Like an Eskimo, the human body naturally stores more energy while living in cold climates compared to living in warmer areas of the world. Santa's secret, you ask? Chris Kringle isn't as heavy as you think. <laughs> he identifies as skinny. Don't He's actually know. very fit and considers his deliveries a yearly marathon. <laughs> you fat piece of uh, shit. Okay. During his 20s and 30s, Santa was very strong and had to fight the mad guys several times. Fucking Christ. <laughs> Josh. Josh. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, I'm right. done with Chris Kringle. It's done. It's done. Let me ask you this. Yeah. It's 20, over. 2023. Mm. What do you hope to accomplish? In the podcast? No. In general. Your life is, is really changing. So. Yeah. 2023, I would like to have all of the training done. Okay. For the new job. New house. New house. And I'd like for... I'd like for... I I it's hard to it's hard to make a goal for the podcast cuz like I'm just so happy we do it. Yeah. That I feel the same. Even if we just kept doing it and the same amount of people listened, I'd be like totally cool with it. Mhm. I'd like us to have our merch line ready to go. It's on my list. Dropping in 2023 or at least prepped for 2024. No, it it'll be twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you? Hell yeah. So in terms of the podcast merch line, we'll definitely be done in twenty twenty three. Hell yeah, we will be live. Gonna talk to our designer about that. Actually, I have des- I have I have something that could be done right now. I just need something from him. Um, <laughs> I think from my perspective, I just want I want to be more creative. I think I've held myself back for a very long time, being afraid to really put myself out there. And I think that doing this has really showed me that all you got to do is put yourself out there and it fucking works out. Doesn't, it doesn't yeah. need to be this, this big thing. It's big thing. One thing after another thing after another thing is consistency. Enough. Yeah. So my goal in 2023 is to release music uh, two different ways. So I do play in a band that is called Broad Street with my buddies. Um, I want to release music on that, but I also have a project that is my own that nobody knows about called I Believe in Monsters. I know. Um, well, Josh knows about it. I probably have, no joke, 40 songs, 45 songs that are written for it. Uh, my goal is to release at least f- five throughout the whole year. That'll That'll be happening. I just want to be more of myself. I feel like I've always been somebody that ne- not didn't necessarily live up to what we talk about here. Mm. And that's inappropriate, so i got to change that. What I'd like to do what would you is like to do? write lyrics. Oh, I love it. For a song. And I'm just going to give them to you. Let's do it. I'll write a song off of the lyrics. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. And then we got to find somebody to sing the lyrics. Yeah. Deal. But, but I feel like my strong suit is writing. Oh, I would agree. And I could write the lyrics. You write all of our descriptions and everything. Yeah. So my one ask would be that when you write them, I just need to know how you would sing them. Okay. Like the tone and inflection? Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's oh, fucking, we're fucking doing it. Let's fucking crush it. Oh, we're fucking doing it. And, and I want to release how hard can it be. This yes. has been two years yes. in the making. We have a ton of really good ideas. And we can do one a quarter. Oh, yeah. We can shoot one a quarter oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Together, yep. we could do more than that separate. Mm-hmm. But together, we could absolutely do one a quarter. 100%. So that will be happening, too. That is one of my Our goals. conspiracy episodes. Yep. I yep. want to I yep. want to do those 2023. Hell, yeah. We got yes. a lot of fun shit happening. Yes. Yes, we do. But we're in the world is Josh and Justin. Oh fuck yeah! Are we on the bourbon trip? Are we in Australia? I don't know. 
I don't know where I, I am. I don't know where I am. I don't know, but this <laughs> fucking blimey kangaroo just came out here and just fucking started slapping me around. I don't fucking like it. It's I just think that's so a fucking weird. I don't care what it is anymore, <laughs> Joshua. I don't give a shit. All right, let's throw a little bow on this bitch. All right. So we can keep drinking this gin. Okay. Justin, they want to get in touch with you. Don't. Happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. For the holidays. How nah. do they do it? So yeah, if you want to find me, I am on Instagram. It is Justin underscore DL project. I am only on Instagram. And that's how it's going to stay. If you want to get in touch with the podcast, we are at the Do Life Project on Instagram and TikTok, thedolifeproject.com. If you want to swing by there and check us out, if you want to get in touch with me, I am at Joshua underscore does underscore life on Instagram at Joshua does underscore life on the Twit machine. If you have not left us a review yet, feel free to close out the year with a good deed. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Little couple seconds. Ah, click, click, click. Thank you so much for listening as always. And jingle bells. Jingle bells. Jingle bells. Yeah. Hey, happy holidays, all. And uh, just enjoy. Enjoy Chris time Kringle with your family. was a piece of shit. Yeah, Chris Kringle is weird, but you know what? Don't lie to your kids. Don't lie to your kids. Bye. <laughs>